0: all right everybody how is it going this is john here back to talk to y'all again about some of the trending articles in the crypto news space got an interesting lineup for you today so let's hop into things first up good old zillica putting out a little bit of a, a little bit of news i try to keep my eye on these guys they've been doing some interesting stuff they're definitely a crypto to keep in Eye on, but yeah, I was real surprised to see everything. Uh, you can check out this article itself down in the description. Uh, so let's dig into it. So they just announced a official digital certification partnership with Next ID. It's a Singapore-based digital identify. Identity, sorry, Management Specialist. Next ID's web-based certificate and collectible issuance service, Nexert TM, will be utilized across the Zillhive educational workshops in conjunction with institutions of higher learning, vocational courses, and upcoming marketing or fundraising campaigns. So basically, you're going to be able to issue digital certifications on the blockchain. These, uh, certifications for individuals achievements or showing up for things will take the form of what they're calling attestations to be created by an issuer and granted to one or more recipients so if you got a classroom full of people bam there you go these attestations are encrypted and anchored to the blockchain together these mechanisms provide proof of identity ownership and authorship which is pretty useful for a myriad of different business use cases and academic Get yourself a digital bachelor's degree, get yourself a digital certification, prove to your professor that you did go to that incredibly boring lecture on post Roman religion in medieval Europe. And you definitely didn't fall asleep, but you were there. So this will enable issuers to routinely publish attestations in the form of these digital certificates. They can be produced in a batch at a reduced gas rate, so it makes it a pretty cost-effective option for people who are looking to migrate over to these digital certificates. Um, They've actually already partnered with NextID in their social pay-based fundraiser for the Singapore Red Cross. they're, They're working over there. Uh, their participants were able to nominate a COVID hero or heroine who would receive a customized certificate of appreciation secured and stored on the blockchain. Uh, not really useful for anything other than they got to do a little bit of stuff and be like, look at what we did. Woo. Like that's really all it is. It's cool that they're doing it. Um, and this is definitely some interesting practical applications that they're going to be able to bring to the, bring to their crypto and their blockchain. Uh, I, I love it just uh that was definitely a little just a pr stunt that's all uh so both NextID and Zillica see tremendous potential in the blockchain power digital identity sector there's a few different reasons social distancing and everything as a result of good old coronavirus have made it all the more evident that models of work and education will significantly change uh, if you know any teachers in your life you know it is crazy I know a college professor and two middle school teachers, and all three of them are doing drastically different things as a result of this. Um, and then also the global blockchain identity management market was valued at approximately $107 million in 2018 and is expected to hit about $11.5 billion by 2026. So there are a lot of people who think that this wave of verifying your identity on the blockchain is going to be the next big thing i know cardano's working on it uh, zillica's obviously working on it i want to say v chain's doing some stuff with it so it's definitely gonna be something that a lot of cryptos are gonna start exploring and enabling it just makes sense um you know in the united states we use the social security card which has become basically your Nash federal ID number, which is not what that system was originally intended to be. Uh, It's become this super secret number that you need to keep, you know, really well protected. But at the same time, any place you work, bank, or uh, get yourself insured through is going to require you to give it up. So Having something like this that's blockchain enabled, that you can show what the business needs or what the insurance company needs, and you can keep that private and safe on the blockchain is gonna be a huge thing. So I really like that a lot of places are exploring this and good on Zillica. So let's hop on over then, take a look at Aave. Next article up, just hit $300 million worth of flash loans. Dear Lord. Uh, introduced a slew of new features this year. In fact, we've talked previously, they're gonna be launching their Ave version two at some point before the end of this year, maybe early next year, I'm trying to remember and I can't. Uh, but they're testing out decentralized governance and third-party backed loans. Uh, these flash loans that we're gonna talk about in this article are increasingly being used in novel ways, thanks to services making it easier to combine DeFi components with no coding required. And that is gonna be the big thing the last thing we need is for random people trying to code Uh, but yeah no uh, looks like make or die is one of the biggest ones in there you know these flash loans on Aave that there's a huge appetite for these products that they're putting out Um, so the loans are only issued these flash lines if the borrower can repay the amount back within one block otherwise it fails uh, it's used by traders in like arbitrage transactions so they profit by purchasing and then immediately selling the asset to a different buyer at a higher price so essentially they become an automated middleman um Arbitrage traders are what keep prices on automated market makers like Uniswap and Balance are in line with market prices. So if they see a deviation, they pounce on it, make their money, and bring the market back into balance. Uh, The biggest consumer of these flash loans is DeFi Saver, which allows users to change borrowed collateral using flash loans instead of paying back and taking out new loans separately. Uh, It's kind of interesting. So they've been going back and forth with this for quite a while. Um, and Ave is definitely, definitely been rapidly developing all year long. Uh, they they've released, you know, a testnet code in preparation for the rollout of their decentralized governance. They're calling it AveNomics. Uh, yeah, it all, they're, you know, they're looking at credit delegation capabilities so users can take out loans using collateral by like third party liquidity providers and all these different things, it's quite interesting. It's one of the largest DeFi projects out there in the space. And these flash loans are pretty unique to them. As of right now, I'm sure many imitators are working on it. But it's definitely something thats it's going to make Aave huge. I mean, Aave is already huge. But the amount of work they're putting into their product um, and their community is only going to pay them dividends my opinion so uh, taking a look now at Chainlink for article number three uh, they just got a pretty big deal with Synthetix one of the uh, DeFi competitors to Aave so Synthetix will use Chainlink decentralized oracles to power all of their price feeds on this Synthetix and change it's moving away from centralized oracles as it heads towards fully decentralized governance. So Chainlink is going to be the provider for synthetics, which is pretty cool. Uh, they announced it today. Uh, price oracles for all assets, including price feeds for all Synthetic assets on the exchange, will be moving to Chainlink. For those of you who don't know, synthetics generates these Synthetic assets as tradable tokens on Ethereum with prices for different uh, quote-unquote synths peg to real world assets from crypto assets such as bitcoin or tron's tokens to currencies like the british pound or euro Um, they're also talking about you know tying it to assets like oil food commodities and and other currencies so it's pretty interesting in my opinion all the work they're going to be doing on this they announced in june more details for plans to eventually cede power to the holders of the snx protocol token but they haven't set a date for full decentralization of Synthetics governance. But the switch to full and total Chainlink integration marks a major milestone for the Synthetic protocol, which until today relied heavily on Oracle's built and maintained by the internal development team. It also is a huge milestone for Chainlink itself. It's kind of a we win, you win situation. Synthetics gets to you know, show off how decentralized they're becoming, moving away from what's being done and maintained by their eternal development team so they can start pushing things out to the community faster and Chainlink gets another notch in their belt. It it's a win-win-win-win-win. Um so we do gotta mention, you know, other projects like yearn Finance and YAM Finance, which utterly collapsed because it did not have a responsible adult. Uh, have decentralized all governance from very early stages and often perform little or no testing before launching code updates, which, in the case of VM Finance, utterly destroyed it. Euron's doing okay for now. Uh, In fact, they're doing freaking phenomenal. Uh, The synthetic statement outlined the testing process applied to Chainlink Oracles over the past several months, ensuring the supply of pricing data for different assets assets can scale with the demand as new synths are added to the platform so it looks like they've been working on this for a while and they're finally just letting us know so good for them pretty cool if you ask me i'm super excited for what this means for both Chainlink and synthetics okay let's hop on over to article number four talk about uh v chain a little bit so in an interview with forbes anna getta the head of sustainability for the h&m group which is a fashion uh, group for all you guys out there. Uh, It set out the vision for the H&M Group and revealed more details about the role V-Chain will play in creating quote-unquote post-pandemic fashion. So according to her, H&M Group faced a global problem when 80% of its stores closed due to the coronavirus. This led to a 50% reduction in sales, and they faced complex problems based around the health of their employees, the company profits, their supply chain. Um, so get it emphasized in the world after the pandemic, it's gonna be quite different. I do agree with that. Things have definitely changed in a way that uh, there's no going back from. The figures referred to above show that all industry players were impacted. In that sense, the digital phase of the industry has been and will continue to accelerate. So they're moving more and more things online. Uh, H&M's vision is a fashion industry with sustainable products that are accessible for many, well, not accessible for all, but many mm, getting there. In this sense, the company will work with V Chain to increase transparency. So they're they're going to use V Chain to provide users with access to information that tells them when, where, and how a product was made. Not too dissimilar to what V Chain is already doing. Uh, for they did it with Nike and some shoes. Uh, they're partnered with sam's club and walmart in china to track food from start to finish as well as certain coronavirus testing implementations in cyprus i believe so it's just another notch in v chain's belt what a what a world and so the project that h&m and v chain launched in early 2020 they call it my story uh, trademark uh, users are able to verify the authentic authenticity of their sweaters and verified that they were made of sustainable materials a lot of companies are moving this way because millennials like myself in our now i want to point this out millennials are in their 30s right now people in their 20s are gen z they're in this boat as well millennials get talked about a lot because we're kind of in our quote unquote rhyme uh though that is quickly fading don't worry but millennials talked about it a lot cuz they're very interested in sustainable products and having a way to be like you can see for yourself on this immutable blockchain that it was made sustainably and you can trace it back to the field it was grown in if you want burr, burr, burr. so cool little thing for H&M Uh, They're moving towards more sustainable products. A lot of companies are doing that one It's good press to talk about how green and sustainable you are and two a lot of these options for sustainability and green energy production are actually cheaper than traditional uh, methods of energy you also don't have to rely on the grid if you're doing things completely sustainably and green You can have a crap ton of solar panels and all that other fun stuff. So good for H&M Good for V-Chain, good for everybody. I think that's the theme today. Not that that's a problem. So uh, Binance, yeah Binance, they're doubling down on DeFi. So they're launching a smart chain so Binance Chain has announced the mainnet launch of Binance Smart Chain, a parallel network designed to support decentralized finance applications, makes it possible for developers around the world to build DeFi services and many more dApps within the Binance Chain ecosystem, so simply an extension of the existing product. It runs, so Binance Smart Chain runs alongside the Binance Chain blockchain. (laughs) Lots of lots of long binance words the key difference is that it has smart contracts like ethereum that allows users to run apps on its blockchain so there we go uh, one of the platform's key features will be the ability for users to stake binance coin as the native token of both these chains on the blockchain so they'll be able to earn bnb rewards for helping to maintain the network it's also going to be compatible with the Ethereum virtual machine so it will support applications that currently work on Ethereum and feature cross-chain infrastructures so Binance is again making the moves they need to make to keep their market dominance and continue to grow this Binance smart chain uh, everyone is investing heavily into DeFi it's kind of crazy to me the parallels between 2017. And now um co craze was starting to really, really dig in and I feel like DeFi is really, really starting to dig in right now. So I'm very interested to see where this goes. Pretty happy with that. I mean, a lot of crypto projects are working with the Binance chain community already for the Binance Smart Chain. Uh, Ave's working with them swipe one inch Uh, Breederdodo and (laughs) T-Force. Oh, God, I love that Twitter handle, Breederdodo. I will have to check that out (laughs) off off video so that way I can see if it's a legit thing or not. But hey, there we go, and we're already almost halfway done. Where does the time go? But hey, let's hop on over here in just a second and talk about the next article. Alright, so uh jumping right into things, the US Federal Reserve eh, is a little little thing I just wanted to mention because it just shows again how cryptocurrencies with their more deflationary nature are uh gonna be looking pretty good here soon. So as of now, the Fed or the United States Federal Reserve. Owns a total of 22,913 different securities, according to Bloomberg News. Uh, the Twitter account for Zero Hedge Financial Blog on August 30th added, It is the world's biggest investor. This is in response to the rise of good old Corona. Uh, when they closed, you know, the government closed businesses, urged citizens to stay home in an effort to derail the virus's spread. Um, this caused pretty negative economic consequences as it did throughout most of the world uh, leading to subsequent corrective attempts by the government that included massive money printing uh, the fed also began acquiring corporate bonds as another corrective measure essentially the fed has loaned businesses money in exchange for these bonds in june authority the authority revealed its corporate bond purchasing actions in an effort to help prop up companies according to a report from marketplace it's one of those things. No one likes giving big businesses money, but they're being like, well, if those businesses collapse, who will pay all the workers to come back? And since the United States does not have a single payer healthcare system, most, if not all, businesses provide healthcare in some form or another to their workers. So if these businesses were to go bankrupt and those people were to completely lose their jobs, Um, It would also trigger another health crisis because suddenly all those millions upon millions of people would no longer have jobs or, in many cases, health insurance. So it's not an ideal scenario, but the Fed is doing the best that they can. But uh, in light of this, a number of different people, including, you know, the Winklevoss twins and all them, keep talking about how bullish this is for cryptocurrency because of the aforementioned deflationary assets and i gotta agree with them Um, there's a lot of instability going on around the world right now some countries are hurting way more than others Um, be honest all things considered the united states is not doing the best but it's not doing the worst Um, heart goes out to all those people in lebanon and venezuela and oh man, all those countries around the world that are in complete economic meltdowns due to various socioeconomic problems they had before this, that coronavirus has only exasperated. But yeah, womp womp. But not to be outdone by the Fed, we got to talk about the IRS. Oh yeah, in a recent memorandum from the United States' tax authority, the Internal Revenue Service, or the IRS attempted to clarify taxation rules around receiving crypto assets as payment. Uh, someone asked, "Is convertible virtual currency received by an individual for performing a microtask through crowdsourcing or similar platform taxable income?" Uh, short answer is yes. <laughs> so crowdsourcing or calling on a number of participants to work on a project or task, is a common business model in the blockchain space. This memorandum described microtasks as smaller bits of work dished out to multiple workers as part of a larger task. But regardless, the memorandum pushed the one main point, which we all knew it would. Payment in cryptocurrency, however large or small, is taxable income. The IRS is, of course, going to tax every penny of crypto that it can because it's a tax agency that's its job unless say a government the government steps in and updates the rules and laws about what they can and cannot tax they're just gonna kind of do their thing and as we all know this congress whether you're a republican or a democrat or an independent we can all agree congress ain't doing too much so The IRS has increasingly tightened its overwatch on crypto in recent years. One of the latest developments sees 2020 U.S. tax forms asking citizens to disclose if they have interacted with digital assets at all over the course of the most recent tax year. I do remember seeing that question, and I hit yes. I filed my crypto taxes considering I mostly buy things, and I don't really sell things. I didn't have much taxable income to report because I'm not selling things i'm just buying them um i you know buy usdc or tether and then convert that into the crypto of my choice so while i do have to file that i did that because that is a transaction because stable coins do not appreciate in value i own only tax on the appreciation of the asset which is zero so i'm not taxed so meh. but you do have to do it you do need to file your taxes Don't let anyone tell you you don't need to. Um, The last thing you want is 5, 10, 15 years down the line getting hit with something. I doubt it will be that long, but you know what I mean. Just pay your taxes up front. Mistakes happen, but uh, there's a difference between a $5,000 mistake that happens once and a $30,000 mistake that happens eight years in a row. They're going to come after you in very different ways. So that's your little warning. For all us U.S. citizens, keep an eye on the IRS because everyone's still trying to figure out exactly how they're going to tax these things. Uh, And then hopping on over to Coinbase, they're going to be doing something similar to Binance Launchpad. They're developing a token launch platform to allow startups to launch their own tokens. Uh, Brad Armstrong, founder and CEO of Coinbase, said they're probably going to call it Coinbase launch or something like that. Uh, They haven't completely set uh, decide on the name it's a way for anybody who wants to do crypto startup to come in and say all right i want to issue a token maybe i want to raise money maybe i just want to use it to build my community uh, essentially coinbase would build the platform to launch tokens but uh, they're not going to be hands off about it they want to help with the step-by-step process of functionally executing on those plans i'm sure that also means they will uh, get a nice chunk of whatever cryptocurrencies they create it makes sense if the cryptocurrency succeeds Binance, I'm sorry Binance, Coinbase gets to improve their bottom line and the token gets to succeed and it's more likely to succeed because it has a big name like Coinbase backing it and helping its development long. Uh, however the he didn't comment on when we might see it go live or if they're looking for any you know, people to submit applications, or if they have any candidates or anything like that, they're just saying, yeah, we're looking at doing it, and it'll probably happen at some point. But exactly when remains to be seen. But hey, uh, we're getting close to the end here, but I did want to touch on this. Uh, decentralized exchanges or DEX volume rose to 160% in August to 11 and a half billion. So, yeah, aggregate trading volume on these DEXs hit that number in August, up from 4.5 billion in July. So it over doubled, probably backed by the intense enthusiasm for good old DeFi applications. Uh, leading decentralized exchange platform Uniswap hit a 283% volume increase in August, uh, hitting 6.7 billion after topping its July record less than two weeks into the month. Dear Lord. Along with aggressive volume growth, Uniswap reported an almost one hundred percent increase in total trading pairs listed on the platform, totaling six thousand eight hundred sixty-seven as of Monday. Uh, the design of the platform allows any users to create a li- and list a token, so it's pretty easy to do, and it's exploding. Like things are going insane. I'm very excited to see how things continue. But yeah, just more and more insane numbers being posted. And then to round things off, good old Pornhub, they're now accepting Bitcoin and Litecoin as payment for its premium services. Uh, They started accepting Verge back in 2018. I remember that and being like, okay, whatever. Uh, They later added several other cryptocurrencies, but this is their first foray into the big boys. Uh, It was founded, this website is a year older than Bitcoin. It was founded in 2007 in Montreal, Canada. Uh, In fact, a lot of the original uh, crypto people, including Satoshi Nakamoto, thought that this was going to happen way sooner. Uh, Satoshi Nakamoto himself voiced this opinion back in 2010. Uh, Bitcoin would be convenient for people who don't have a credit card and don't want to use the cards They have either because they don't want the spouse to see it on the bill or don't trust giving the number to those guys Or are afraid of recurring Billing so yeah Good for them. I guess I don't know. It's just another example of Bitcoin being integrated around the world Uh, Let's take a look at where things are stand in the top 10 now that we're done with the articles bitcoin is kicking around just around 12k ethereum's at 482 bucks tether's up at number three again xrp's up five percent though 29.5 cents i got a feeling uh the xrp bulls are gunning to take that number three spot back chain links pretty flat but holding steady at 16 bucks bitcoin cash is up four percent litecoin's up four and a half percent bitcoin sv's up almost five percent finance coins up 7.8 percent, probably due to that aforementioned binance smart chain announcement and crypto.com coins up two percent and then kicking down there at number 11 oh man cardano's up two, eos is up eight tezos is up six tron is up 20.36 probably still due to uh, what we talked about in the last video his uh, integration of band into just swap and the sun market DeFi platform what interesting times we all lead that'll do it for today Thanks to all those who have subscribed, and if you haven't subscribed and you've made it to the end of this video, well, you might as well, because, dang, uh, I do salute you for doing so. I really do appreciate it. Um, And As always, take a look down in the description. Check out links. Uh, That way you can read the articles yourselves. I do summarize them, Uh, but there's a lot that I don't have time to get into, so please check them out for yourself. Do your own research. Um, Yeah, so with that being said, my name is john and i appreciate you listening and i will be talking to all of you soon